Hey family, this is Javer Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. Listen, if you have been with rocking with us for some time now, listen, I just want to tell you thank you. It is so good to see you. It's such a pleasure and it's an honor and it's a privilege to come here every single week and serve you. And we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and fellowship and grow in the faith with us. My name is Javer Fitzbogle, and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries, and this is our Bible study. We come here every single week to explore God's word, to grow in our faith, and boy, has God been growing with us. It is such a tremendous blessing to see how God has been using this ministry to impact the lives of all of you here today. I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being present, and I pray God would expand your coast, that he would enlarge your territory that he will place his hand upon you and keep you from evil. Here at TDM, the T Detox Movement Global Ministries, <clears throat> we take pride in, in making sure that we're sharing God's word with you guys on a regular basis, on a daily basis. We take pride in community and fellowship. Um, and we just, listen, this is something that we just love to do. Uh, you guys are the reason why we do this. And we're just so grateful and we're thankful that we get to do this with you guys each and every single week. So I just, on behalf of TDM, I personally want to say thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Now, if you don't know, we have been diving into an amazing series. This is our second week of a series titled Make Me. Yo, put that in the comment section. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, Zoom, YouTube, wherever you are, put it in the comment section. God, make me. Father, make me. Because what we firmly believe is that God wants to make us to be or become who he has called us and ordained us to be. We believe that God wants to make us. But we also believe that he will not make us. Mm. Meaning he wants to make you into something, but he'll never make you do something. How many of you know that we serve a God who is a gentleman, right? He's a gentleman scholar, right? He's somebody who never pushes his way in. He never forces himself on you, but he is a gentleman. We serve that type of God who knows no matter what happens, I am not going to force myself on them, but I'm going to present myself to them. And so the Bible says that God stands at the door and he knocks. Each and every single day he knocks. The door is not the physical door of the house that you live in, but the door represents your heart. God knocks on your heart each and every single day. He calls you by name. He says, Jordan, I see you. I'm knocking on your heart. Amber, I'm knocking on your heart. I see you. Uh, um, Gabe, I see you. He's knocking at your heart. Wherever you are each and every single day, God is knocking at your heart. And he says, let me in because there's something I want to do on the inside of you that can only happen if you let me in to your life. We spent a whole series talking about insecurities. We talked about being in the trenches. We talked about the miracles of Jesus. But this series is about letting Jesus in to your heart. Because when you let Jesus in, he does some of the greatest things that he could ever do. So if you have your Bibles with me, we're going to dive right into God's word. 
Because we're about this life here. We love to teach the word of God. We love to talk about the word of God, the infallible word of God. And we're going to be talking today from a very, very, very important passage. I think all of the Bible is important, right? We all know this. But one thing I like to say is some things when you're teaching on it, man, it's like you just have to know about this. So turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 13. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 13. And last week we spent time building the foundation for what God wants to do in us. We spent time talking about what does it mean for God to make us, to make us to become something. Even when we're not sure that God is doing something or he desires to do something or he wants to do something, what does it look like when God wants to make you? Mm. And so last week we talked about make us sure. And this was the foundation that was building us up for the next four weeks as we're talking about being made in Christ and the confidence that we need to believe that God is making us to be who he has called us to be. Today, we're going to be diving into John chapter 1, verse 1 to 13. And if you have it with me, we're going to start reading. We're going to dive in and we're going to jump right into this work because I know we're a little late on time. John chapter one, verse one, it says now in the beginning, excuse me, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Wow. I, I, I can't even go further, but you know what? I have to. And the word was God. Verse two, he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him, there was not a thing made that was made. Verse four, in, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Verse six, there now was a man who was sent from God and that person's name was John. Verse seven, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light and all that all might believe through him. Verse eight, he was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone who was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Verse 11, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all of those who received him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children, to be called children of God. Verse 13, as we close, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of their flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Read again, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, let's pray. Father, we thank you for another day and another opportunity to dive into your word. Father, we just glorify your name above all things. If there was never a word today, Father, we praise you. Father, if we were stuck in the trenches, God, we will praise you. Father, if we just experience your miraculous hand, Father, we just want to praise you. We give you an unconditional praise today. Father, I pray that this word would find your people that it would build us up, build us up, build us up to become, to become the people that you have called us to be. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. Let this word become seed and land on fertile ground in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. So tonight, we're going to be talking about a lesson entitled, Make Me Light. 
If you're taking notes, write that down. The title is called Make Me Light. And as you know that we've introduced this idea of being made by God or being made into something that God wants us to become, we have to understand that God wants to make us into something, but he will never make us do something. In John chapter 1, we're going to talk from verse 1 to verse 5, and we're really going to capture some imagery here. Now, it says here in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, let me just say, there was a lot to unpack here. But we're going to stay along the line or the lineage of who God is and who we are created to be. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now, this is so powerful because we have to understand that in the beginning was God. And when the Bible teaches us, when the Bible reads to us, when the Bible gives us insight, we have to go beyond the regular text of Scripture so that we can see what the Bible is trying to tell us personally or tell us globally as a body. More often than none, well, it's never the case. The Bible is not just a book. We don't just read the book, but you can read into the book, and the book can read in to you. It says, in the beginning was the Word. Keeping God's Word is so important because the beginning of everything is God's Word. The beginning of everything is the Word. Anything you desire to do in your life, it starts with God's word. Everything you desire to be in your life, it starts with God's word. Not just in the beginning of time there was God's word, but in the beginning of you there is God's word. Anything that you desire to do or be, God's word must be present. Write that down. Anything you desire to do or be, God's word must be present. It is because God's word is the infallible word of God that carries itself, himself in it. When you carry God's word, you're literally carrying Jesus. This is so good. So we say, we learn here that, that in the beginning was God's word and the word was with God. We have to understand that God himself is God, but he was God three in one in the beginning of time, him, himself, and himself. It was just God. So it's interesting to note that if the Bible says that God is the word and the word is God, that God was in the beginning and he had himself. In the beginning was God and God had himself. Wow. What's interesting to note is in the beginning of you, you didn't have yourself. You had God. In the beginning of who you are, you had God. Stay with me because we're going to dive so deep into the scripture tonight. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God or the word was with us and the word was God. There is a sense of identity here that God is holding on to himself. He says, in the beginning was me. I was with myself. I am myself and I have myself. But as we grow deeper into this scripture together, I want us to carry the idea that we ourselves are not God. We're not God's word, but we have God and we have God's word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning God. Why? Because you have to understand that to have God 
is to have his word. And to have his word is to have access. When you have God and you have the word of God, you have access to God and whatever God wants to do in your life. To have God with you is to have access to God. Stay with me. God is, he's Emmanuel, right? He is God with us. Emmanuel, like Emmanuel meaning God with us, we call him that because God is literally with us. We have to understand that Emmanuel is our manual. If you have God with you, you have the manual for who you are. Everything you need is found in God. And everything you need is found in Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have everything you need. The problem with a lot of us as we're finding identity and trying to understand who we are in Christ is that most of us don't realize that we have Jesus, we have Emmanuel, the manual, but we don't know how to open the manual and understand who we are in the manual. Tonight we're going to be talking about who we are in the manual. Meaning God is with us. We are with God. God is the foundation of every form of making. If you're taking notes, write that down. God is the foundation of everything made. Verse 3 says, now all things were made through him. And without him was not a thing or anything made that was made. Today I want to talk about a, a teaching entitled, Make Us Light. Mm. Not light in the sense of weight, but light in the sense of light. The thing that illuminates in the darkness and, and gives us the ability to see things, I believe that God wants us to understand that he's making us to be something that is seen. I remember last week I introduced this idea of how this message title came about and how one day I was I got FaceTime by my friend and her daughter. Right. And as I was sitting down, my lights were off and the daughter said on the phone, Javert, why don't you turn on the light? I can't see you. Interesting enough, I said, no, man, I don't really want to turn the light right now. I can hear you. Everything is good. And he said, no, no, turn on the light. I can't see you. A lot of us don't realize that when we're in a place of darkness, we know that it might be dark around us because we can't see anything, but nothing can actually see you. Mm. A lot of us are in a place or a season in our life where we know that God exists, but the world around you doesn't. That God has placed something inside of you so powerful to stand out that the only way you can stand out it's not if you're just outstanding, but that if you're standing out with something in you, what is required to come out of the darkness? It is light. This series, Make Me, is literally defining what it means to be made in Jesus. And I want to take a look at this analogy that when God made you within himself, as he made you with himself, he also put himself in us. And as I was preparing this message, the Lord kept drawing me back to, to emphasis and put emphasis on what it means to be light in Christ. And as the idea of being light stems from the understanding that light is in Christ, we have to understand that becoming light means that we have to become more like Christ. If God made you good, he intended for goodness to flow out of you. 
If God made you light, he intended for lightness to flow out of you. How God created us is how we were meant to be. The question isn't today whether or not we're supposed to be light. The question is, who did God make us like? How did God make us to be? Who did God make us to be? God made you to be light. And he made you to stand out of your environment to become the person that he called you to be, but also so that others could see you so that you could impact them with the power of God that is on the inside of you. God made you light. God never makes something without a purpose. He never makes something without a reason. But God gives us purpose and reasoning in the definition of why we were created. Why were you created? Ask yourself that question. God, why did you make me? God, why did you create me? Why did you put me here on earth? Because the reason God made you has, is the same thing that defines you. The, def the definition of who you are is not how you see yourself, but the definition of who you are is how God sees you and how God made you. Who has God made you to be? God has made us to be light. In verse four, it says, now in him was life and the life was the light of men. And as I began to study the scripture, the Lord began to show me some things that the light in me is the same thing as the life in me. Write this down. The light in me is the life in me. The light in me is the life in me. Because there was a light on the inside of you that God gave to you because that is who he is. Wow. And as we begin to go deeper into this idea, if we can comprehend that light itself is life itself, then the question is, what is the light and what do we need to understand about it? Okay, stay with me. I'm not talking about our life, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, just in general, but I'm literally talking right now about the life of God, right? The Bible says that God himself is life and out of him came the light of men. So if God is life and in him is light, then there's something inside God that he used to make us. He didn't just make us light, but he gave us life that had light in it. I want everyone here to understand today that your life was built with light. <laughs> Write it down. My life was built with light. Why light? Because the Bible says that God is the light and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it, cannot understand it. The only thing, person, entity, being that is, un that is not understandable is God. God is the source of light, the origin of light, the reason light was created, and so he is God. And so God himself is the only form of light that's, under, that's not understandable. And so in himself, he says, now, I am God. I have life in me, and I'm going to give life. And in that life, they shall find the light of men. Y'all stay with me. We're going, we're, going, we're going somewhere right here. To know the light in us is to know the life of Christ. And to know the life of Christ is to know a life of purpose and fulfillment. A lot of us do not know our purpose. We do not know why we were put here on earth. 
not because we don't know what to do, but because we have not found the light on the inside of us. It is the light on the inside of us that gives you direction to see. It illuminates the things that block your clarity and allows you to see clearly. The light in you gives you direction and the light in you gives you fulfillment. It's the light in you that helps you to find Jesus. This is so, so important because we have to understand that the light of men is something that is on the inside of us. And if we can't find the light, then we don't know how to find Christ. The light is always an indicator of the source. When you find the light, you will always find the source. But some of us are in a place of darkness where we're not able to find the light, not because we're not looking, but because we're in a place of darkness and because we're not reaching out to Jesus. See, the idea is this. There was nothing that we can do on our own. There is nothing that we can do on our own unless God gives us the ability to do what he created us to do. The only thing we can do on our own is choose. So God stands at the door and he knocks and he waits for your choice to let him in to your heart. And when you open the door and you allow God into your heart, he comes in and he does a work. I call this work renovating. Y'all, if anybody's ever moved before, you know what it's like when you move or you have to renovate your house, whatever. It's a lot of shifting that goes on. Why? Why a lot of shifting? Because if you put light into a room with a bunch of objects, there will still be areas in the room without light. But light was not meant to be in a place where it could not be seen. Light was meant to be seen so that it could illuminate. God wants to come into each and every single one of our lives as the light who he is to illuminate ourselves and illuminate those around us. It's understanding that once we get to a place where we can realize that life is more than ourselves, we have to start looking. How do we start looking? We look for that beacon of light. We look for that place where we find Jesus, which is in your spirit. It's in your heart. John chapter 14 says the spirit of God dwells on the inside of you. Where do you find Jesus? You find him in you. Talking about the light, the light of Jesus saves and it illuminates. It's like a beacon of hope that emits salvation, redemption and direction. Actually, write that down. The light of Jesus saves and it illuminates. It is a beacon of hope that emits towards salvation, redemption and direction. Salvation, because it is a point, it points people to Jesus Redemption because it pulls people back to Jesus and direction because it helps to illuminate so that we can find Jesus. You see, some of us, some of us are in one of these three positions. Excuse me. All of us are in one of these three positions where we're looking for Jesus. We need to come back to Jesus or we're waiting for Jesus to give direction. Wow, this is so good. Because if not for the light of God, we would not have salvation, we would not have redemption, and we would not have a direction. Wow. The salvation that God gives us in his light is found in that scripture. Let's go back up and read it. Let's go back up and read it together. He says here, it says, in him was life, and the life was the light. What is the life that he's talking about here? This is not normal life. 
This is not just, oh, I see life, so he must be just talking about the air you breathe. No, this life is, is spir it spiritually represents eternal life. It is longevity in life. It's when you come to Christ Jesus, you don't just get the air that you breathe, but you get the air that you don't see that you need to breathe. It's eternal air. It's the air that God breathes into our lungs for eternity. That life that God is illustrating here is eternal life. He says, now I am the life, the eternal life. And as I'm the eternal life, I also have light in me, which becomes the light of man. Wow. Man is on earth. So when God gives us life, and in the life, you find the light, then we can understand that light and life are found in different places. God places us on earth as light and he breathes into us the breath of life, but he also gives us eternal life. Salvation will always bring people to Christ. Redemption will redeem you and bring you back to Christ. But direction will illuminate your footsteps. Matthew 5, 14 to verse 16. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world. That's who you are. You are the light of the world. Watch the key word. It is not the light of yourself, but it is the light of the world. Why? A city on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do people put a light or a lamp and put it underneath a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all those in the house. It would seem to me that the light that God gives us isn't for ourselves. It would seem to me that the light that God gives us is to be a beacon for others. What is a beacon? A beacon is something that is in a place that's seeable so that others can see it to find it or to find the place where it's at. To find the beacon of light on the inside of you is to find Jesus who is the hope within you. This is so good. What you have to understand is that people are looking for Jesus, but those who don't have him in their heart cannot find him. So God does this. He knocks at your door. He says, let me into your heart just so that he can live in you so that when you go out into the streets, people can find you and access Jesus through the same door that he used to get into you. The light that God made us to be is a beacon. The light that God made us to be is a beacon. The beacon was meant to stand or be in places so others can see you. <laughs> you know, some people want to live a life where they're hidden. They want to be behind the scenes. They don't want to be noticed. They don't want no one to know they're here. They just want to live the best life and dip. But, but what you have to understand is that God was making each and every single one of us to become seeable so that we could reach other people. Mm. God does absolutely nothing on earth without people. So he uses us as beacons of light. He says, now in me is life and the life 
produces also has the light of men. Okay, so so when they produce the light of men, we also get the life of Jesus. So you cannot have the life without the light. God made us to be light, to save us, to redeem us, to direct us. In the same way, and this is the latter portion of, of, of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. This is verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Y'all heard the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Why? Because it was meant to shine. To shine before others so that they may see your good works. See your good works. See your good works. And give God glory. Give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We were meant to be light. A beacon of light to point others to Jesus. Some people think, oh, well, once you come to life now, it's about my walk. No, it's really not. You're saved. And no, it means that you do need to work and to grow in your faith and to go deeper in your understanding of who Jesus is. But the whole journey of coming to Christ is now shifted. Now it's no longer come to Christ. It's now take somebody with you. How do you take somebody with you? Someone who's stranded. They're naked and unafraid. They're out in a place where they don't know where they should go. What do they see? They see you. It's like a boat in the ocean without a teleresponder or whatever them gadgets are called. And they can't shoot out their SOS. What do they look for? They look for beacons. The wilderness will always have enough space for beacons. Beacons is one of those things that can function in every place it was sent into. It does not matter where you are or where you go. A beacon has the ability to shine wherever it is. Some beacons are meant for water. Others are meant for beaches. Others are meant to be seen in the woods. But I'll tell you this, beacons are meant to be seen. God made us to be light, to save us, to redeem us, to direct us. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 105 that, that, that the word of God shall become a lamp unto my feet and a light onto my path. Why a lamp to your feet? Because you have to be able to see where you are. Why a light onto your path? Because you have to see where you're going. You cannot be a beacon that is stationary. You have to be a beacon that has movement. Why? Because Jesus was a beacon of hope. Watch this. When Jesus was born, people went to go see him. Mm. But as he grew up, he went to go see people. Jesus was always on a progression towards his purpose and his destiny. But he was a walking beacon. He had light to his feet and he had a lamp to his path. He had a lamp to his feet and he had a light to his path. And each and every single one of, you, one of us need direction salvation and redemption y'all stay with me god made us to be light the bible says that we are the light of the world but we are not just regular lights we were lights that were meant to shine mm. this is so good and so you are the light of the world a city on a hill that cannot be hidden 
feel that for somebody. This is the definition of a beacon. But I want us to see here in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. It says here, so God created man in his own image. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This is so good. Let us make man in our own image and our likeness. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Why the image and the likeness of God? It would almost, it almost sounds weird, but there are two different focuses. When we talk about imagery, it's different than likeness. You see, imagery is light. And likeness is light also. Hmm. Imagery is appearance, but likeness is aesthetic. In other words, he wants us to be like light. How so? God made us to be light that was seen, and God made us to be light, period. He made us to be light that is visually noticeable, and he made us to be light, in general. Why are we to be light? Why are we to be light for others? Because the light that we need, wow, I feel God in this. The light that we need has to be in us. So we will always have something to see on a daily basis. And the light that is our appearance is always meant for others to see on a daily basis. Wherever we go and whatever we do, we were meant to be light for ourselves and to be light for others. God wants us to be like light. In verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, and he created them. Verse 28, and God blessed them and gave, excuse me, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Write that down. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Why? Now, God is talking to Moses in this, in this particular passage of scripture here, and he's telling him, now go be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. It would seem to me, as he was talking to Moses, that Moses, as of course the scriptures say that God is not a respecter of persons, but he's a rewarder to them who diligently seek him. The scripture is not tailor-made only to Moses, but we can find ourselves in this context where he says, be fruitful, he says, multiply, and he says, fill the earth. Why does he say these things? Because we have to understand this. That fruitfulness is the producing, excuse me, it's, the, it's the, uh, um, the growing of something. It's the becoming of something, right? To multiply is the production of something. And to fill the earth is to take what you had and give it to the people around you. Family, I want you to know today that because we were made in the image of God and the likeness of God, and God now gives an instruction to all of us as we're like him, as we have his image and his likeness to now go out and do. We can understand that our responsibility is to be the light, to produce the light 
and to go out and fill the world with light. It is our responsibility to be the light, to produce the light, and to fill the earth with light. Why? Because being fruitful means to take what you have, the produce that you were created to be, the thing that came out of you, that came from a seed to now be, take that light and do what? Multiply, which is to produce, to fill the earth and take it to someone else. Oh, this is so good. I know we're coming to a close, but y'all just stay with me. Stay with me. Verse 2, going back to the original text in verse, um, um, excuse me, I have this backwards here. Uh, um, John chapter 1, verse 6, it says, now there was a man who was sent from God. For the next six verses, I'm going to run through this here, but I want you to now emplace yourself now into the understanding that we have gathered together. There was a man, and every time you heard the word John or a man or that person, Insert yourself. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness. No, Jesus was a rapper. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. Wow. Why? Because he said that all might believe through him. You came to be a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through you. Oh, this is so good. Verse 8. He was not the light. Family, I'm, I have come here today to tell you, you are not the light. But you came to bear witness of the light. And as we learn, the same light that you came to bear witness of is actually in you. So this man, which is you, or sister, which is you as well, he was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. He came to tell somebody about this light. In verse 9, the true light. Why? Because there's a lot of fake lights. There's a whole lot of fake lights. There's some lights. They, listen, they're not real light bulbs. They're just strobe lights. Which are those light bulbs? I don't even know if those are light bulbs. They're, there's fake lights out there. Lights that seem like the light of Christ. They seem like the light of man that came from God. But really, it's the light that came from nowhere. Nothing else, nothing else. There is no light anywhere else that is light. Light only comes from God. But there are imposters that make themselves seem like light. It, they come across like, like they could be light, but, but they're not really light. He says, the true light, which gives the light to everyone, was coming into the world. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the true light. And not everybody that says they talk about Jesus talk about Jesus. And not everyone who says that they know God knows God. But the true light himself was coming into the world, which then he was coming. Now he has come and gone, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. Why do we need to know? Because the light needs to be in. Write this down. To know is to be in. To know God is to have God in you. To know the light, which is the true light, is to have the light of Christ in you. They did not know him. Yet the world, uh, uh, verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. To receive means to allow Jesus to come in. His own people did not let him in them, but because, but to all those who did receive him, but to all those who did receive him. 
who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be called children of God. I'm going to close on this idea of what it means to be called a child of God. To be a child of God, it does not mean that you know about Jesus, but to be a child of God means that Jesus is on the inside of you. For every child has its parents' blood. And some of you might say today, well, I don't have my parents' I, excuse me. Some of you might say today, well, I don't have the blood of Jesus in me. Like, what are you saying? The blood that was shed on the cross for your life is the same blood that runs down from generation to generation that we inherit from Christ Jesus the moment we accept him as our Lord and Savior. When you accept Jesus, the blood of Christ now flows in to you. He says to those who received him, who opened the door to him and believed in his name, he gave them the right to be called children of God. I want to close on this thought. Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Genesis chapter one, verse 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You see, the key to being made isn't that we were made light, but the key to being made means that we were made alike. That when you understand that you were made in his likeness, then you will understand God gave us the key to his lightness. I want to pray for you today. And I pray that this message not only sat with you, but it took you to a place of understanding and perspective where you were able to now see that, wow, God did make me to be light, not just light only for myself, but light for others that God has made me to sit in places to be seen so that I can now step out and help others to reach Jesus, which is in me. And what people will often tell you is this. Some people might never read God's word. They might never ever pick up the Bible, but they might pick up your Facebook. They might pick up your Instagram. They might look at you on the streets. They might pick up something from your conversation. They might pick up your attitude. They might pick up your behavior. They might pick up your, your mindset. They might pick up anything that you have. What are people picking off of you? Today, I want to pray for you that you would adopt the mindset that whatever is God, let that be the only thing that's in you. For the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's something that comes out of you. Whatever comes out of you was always in you. And I want to pray for somebody today who might be wrestling with the idea that God made them to be light and that God made them alike, him and his Holy Spirit and Jesus. 
and you don't believe that God made you special, that God made you to stand out, that God gave you gifts and skills and talents and aptitudes to do. But I want you to understand God made you to be the same. I want to pray for those who don't know what type of light they are. And my prayer for you today is that not only would you accept Jesus, who is the true light, but that you would cast out everything that is not of his Holy Spirit. Some of us in here, there's a lot of things contending, contending for our heart. I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you, God, for everything that was said here today. Lord, I thank you, Father, because we know that this word produces because your word says that it does not go out and return null and void, meaning it does not go out and not accomplish what it was sent out to do. So, Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that your word today produced and that it was sent out and it reached its destination and it was planted in fertile ground in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person listening under the sound of my voice through Instagram, Facebook, Zoom, YouTube, wherever they are today. Father, I pray that you will continue to, to, to mold them, to shape them into the woman and man of God that you have called them to be. Father, be the light in them and stand out of them. Father, help them to reach others for your glory. Help them to reach you within themselves. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing and what you're speaking and what you have said here today. Let it produce good fruit, light fruit. I like you in Jesus' mighty name. And lastly, I just want to pray for any person who has not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I, I understand sometimes it's difficult to take that step, but I want you to understand this. God made you for a reason. He gave you purpose for a reason, assignment for a reason, but you will never know who you are and who God made you to be until you come to him and God can work through you. I want to pray for you. If you would love to accept Jesus, if you would like to accept Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat these words after me. Father, help me. Help me to be like you. Help me to be light that you've created me to be. Father, come into my life as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms. And be sure to get your official Detox brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, and most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.